When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done as the number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and a heck of a lot more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. All you have to do is head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. Bet online, betonline.ag. It's where the game starts. You know, folks, at St. Bonaventure University, I learned so much about storytelling and, and reporting. And we actually here on The Platter, we take a little bit of pride in talking about a little of everything in sports. No off-seasons for, for this place. Your favorite leagues and teams keep going. Some people say there might be off-seasons, but really there's no downtime, right, because of coaching changes, draft picks, free agent signings, and more. And with the storytelling that I learned at St. Bonaventure University and the sports reporting, I learned so much about the interesting stories in sports as SBU has that long-standing reputation for training future journalists, including myself, Woj, Donna DeTota, and Mike Vaccaro. This reputation continues with its online Master of Arts, in sports journalism. This entirely online degree option builds podcasting, interviewing, and research skills needed in a changing media landscape. Students learn how to follow high professional standards as they tell nuanced stories about the sports we love. You don't need to have any writing or broadcasting experience to start this program, by the way. Just a passion for the profession. Sounds pretty fair. SBU doesn't require an application fee, a GRE, or a GMAT score. It makes it easy to apply. Students complete this program in less than two years. That's a fact. While learning important lessons in sports journalism from experienced faculty and accomplished alumni. All you need to do, contact an enrollment advisor today at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com to learn more about St. Bonaventure's sports journalism program. That's sbujournalism.com. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Make sure you rate, review, download, and subscribe to the show where you get podcasts on your smartphone device. We are brought to you by our good friends over at Bowers & Company, CPAs, Stanley Law Offices, Ken's Auto Detailing, and Chick-fil-A of Cicero & Clay. Get on over to Chick-fil-A for their breakfast. I know a lot of people talk about the tenders and fries and salads and milkshakes and cookies, and rightfully so, and that delicious homemade mac and cheese as well. But their breakfast is elite at Chick-fil-A, and you got to get there and try the uh, delicious breakfast bowls and sandwiches, the fresh OJ, and the uh, unbelievable fruit cups as well. It's all at Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay, and hey, if it's breakfast or lunch or dinner, make sure you get your business event catered by Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay. Huge tip of the cap, thank you as well, to Camillus Golf Club and our terrific, terrific uh, friends of the platform, including the Swan and Whitaker and Alonzo families. 
Scott Rowland was voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame, and obviously it's a hot topic this time of year always. There's arguments, there's generational comparisons, there's all sorts of things. People who have bias to a market they cover. Um, you know, we're, we're into a position now where these new modern committees have put in really uh, average to above average players or good players. Uh, great players, maybe a couple. But again, this is the elite of the elite. This is the Hall of Fame. And I do appreciate the article that Kevin Kernan wrote, and I have KK on my show all the time, the hot, uh, the Hall of Fame hot corner. I read it before I did this podcast because I wanted to get his insight and, 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 and a heck of a lot more, and, and I did. I didn't change my view. I think Scott Rowland's a borderline Hall of Famer. I don't think he is a Hall of Famer. And I know Kevin said, you know, hey, look, the Hall is for the fans, and, you know, he brought up... Uh, you know, uh, obviously many other things that make you think, right? And that that's what it's about. Um, fans want to argue. Fans want to think. Fans want to do a lot of different things. Um, you know, he brought up the, you know, he brought up the Jimmy Collins, you know, won a World Series in 1903 with Boston, a third baseman, you know, played defense, put up some great numbers in the dead ball era. And, you know, way later, you know, 100 and what are we, 19, 120 years later, Scott Rowland gets in, you know, based on some of the same numeric totals, um, different eras, different, you know, a lot of things, but certainly I understand the comparison. I understand what Kevin's trying to do. I understand the amazing, and he's one of the best writers out there. Um, you know, but, but my thing with, with this hall of fame stuff is it shouldn't be questioned, right? You, sh if you say a name, you should know right away if that person's a hall of famer. And I'm okay with the ballot process, by the way, as well. I think there's a different, every year is a little different. Um, certain things can change in the game with the new metrics and analytics that we've kind of looked at now. Um, you couple the old with the new, uh, you couple old school thought, new school. I mean, all those things year to year, that's fine. In other words, what I'm trying to tell you is Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and Babe Ruth are absolutely, no doubt about it, elite Hall of Famers. Elite. Right? They are. But... And Craig Biggio, elite player, is a Hall of Famer. And Mike Piazza is an elite Hall of Famer, right? There's no doubt about it. But those two guys aren't those three guys, right? I mean, you can talk about Jim Rice, make the argument for him. Is he a Hall of Famer? I've leaned on the side of yes because of how dominating and feared he, you know, he was in his era. Jim Rice, Hall of Fame, okay. But he's not Babe Ruth. He's And that's okay. They're all Hall of Famers in their own regard. They're all on a different ballot in their own regard, and that's fine. But there's two big factors for me why I can't stand what's happening with the voting. Three things, maybe. Number one, it's, well, this person got in, so this person should get in. No, shouldn't work like that. Just because Bill Mazurowski got in and they made a mistake, or Harold Baines got in with this stupid new era committee thing, which is an absolute joke for a guy who never finished higher than ninth in the Hall of Fame voting, uh, it's a disgrace. And just because those guys got in or an Alan Trammell got in or a Barry Larkin got in doesn't mean that you just say, oh, well, we have to put in Thurman Munson, Don Mattingly, Keith Hernandez, and Lou Whitaker now. It, it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like, well, he got in, so he got in. You know, if you want to tell me, well, Ted Williams got in, so uh, Ken Griffey Jr. should get in. Well, yeah, yeah they're, they're both elite players. This is the hall of elite, no doubt, okay? And right now it's just become the hall of very good to almost great with a lot of these votes that have been cast the last several years with these new committees. So I hate that. The second thing I hate is when people try to just pluck any stat out there. 
they'll try to pull something and go, well, he's one of only four players in Major League Baseball with A, B, C, D, right? Stupid. We got to, it just shows me that you're digging for one, you know, just one thing. You got it. You got to tell me about one thing, right? Well, it's about more than one thing, you know, to get into the Hall of Fame. And I understand Scott Rowland, you know, it's funny because when a player plays a long time, like a Pete Rose, he should be in the Hall of Fame too. So should uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson and all the steroid guys who put up all Hall of Fame numbers before they started juicing. They would have been Hall of Famers either way. Clemens, A-Rod, Sosa, Bonds, McGuire, Palmero, you know the names. And, you know, sometimes when somebody plays a long, 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 long time, Pete Rose, Burt Blylevin, right, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, they compile numbers, but those guys compile numbers that blow away many in the rest of the game, right? That's the big difference. Scott Rowland played 17 years. It took him 17 years to get 2,077 hits, right? He had a 364 on base, a 490 slugging, an 055 OPS, 316 home runs, stole 118 bases, you know, won eight gold gloves, played obviously an elite third base, uh, was one of the greatest third basemen of all time. But again, some people say, well, he's one of the, and if Brooks Robinson's considered this, well, then Scott Rowland should be in because he was Brooks Robinson of his generation. No, he wasn't. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He almost was. But to me, I look at Scott Rowland's numbers and there's nothing that just jumps right out to you as far as awards and accolades and, you know, where's the MVP? Where's the World Series MVP? Uh, you know, where, where, where are the blow away numbers? Because for me, if I'm going to get a guy in the Hall of Fame, I got to have blow away numbers, right? Blow away. Because again, you shouldn't have to think about it. And there are a lot of guys and gals who come out and they just say, hey, but have you looked at this stat before? You know, I mean, you're digging. You're digging. Absolutely digging. And, you know, look, here's one for you. This comes from Kevin's article. Roland is now one of only four third basemen with at least 300 home runs, 100 stolen bases, and 500 doubles. The others being Adrian Beltre, George Brett, and Chipper Jones. Uh, Chipper Jones is in the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> no doubt. Again, a no-brainer. George Brett, no-brainer. Adrian Beltre will be in the Hall of Fame. You can't keep somebody out with 3,000 hits. Um, but is that really a number that we should... I mean, there, there's a stat like that for every position. So that's just one thing that, you know, you're plucking from the sky to say, okay... Cool. Like, hey, did you know that he's one of four to do this or one of five to do that? You know, but where is the World Series MVP or the MVP or, you know, something more than seven all-star teams? I mean, people make a big deal about seven all-star teams. He played 17 years. And, and, and make no mistake about it, Scott Rowland was a very, very good, pretty, pretty close to great ball player. There's no doubt. He was phenomenal. I watched his whole career. You know, Phillies, Cardinals, Jays, and Reds. He has a rookie of the year, you know, on his resume. But the overall baseball accolades, like even a guy like Ernie Banks, who never played in a World Series, which it wasn't his fault because the teams that were made up and, you know, there was an expansion of the playoffs and all that. It was hard back then to win a World Series. Much harder, uh, excuse me, it's harder now to win a World Series than back then because it was very simple. One team went from each league because it was a smaller baseball world. It was a smaller universe. It was smaller leagues. So if you finished ahead 
of, you know, the 7, 8, 10, 11, 12 teams in, in your respective American League or National League, guess what? You go to the World Series. It's not the case now. We got a million wild card rounds. We got, you know, the LCS and, and World Series. I mean, it's harder now to win a World Series than it's ever been because they've just added more teams, more mediocrity, and all the rest. But Ernie Banks is, is a member of the 500 Home Run Club back when it really, 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 really meant something, right? His overall complete numbers are spectacular. I don't think you would ever in a million years question Ernie Banks being in the Hall of Fame. Why would you? Right? When you look at Ernie Banks' numbers, you you have no doubt about it. When you look at Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, Frank Robinson, Sandy Koufax, Christy Mathewson, you know, Tom Seaver, Ken Griffey Jr., Derek Jeter, Mo Rivera, Mike Piazza, Craig Biggio, Jeff Bagwell, Greg Maddox. You go through all these names in baseball history, Mike Schmidt, George Brett, Cal Ripken Jr., Tony Gwynn. Right? You don't question any of it. You're like, duh. It's an automatic slam dunk thought. You know? It really is. And Ernie Banks, you know, he played, what, 18, 19 seasons? You know, do you want to say compiled, whatever? No, he didn't compile. Because he put up such better numbers than many, many other people. And oh, by the way, he was a two-time MVP. Don't see that on Scott Rowland's resume. And Ernie Banks is a member of the 500 Home Run Club. He has 1,636 RBI, 1,636 RBI. That's almost 400 more than Roland. And he has two MVPs to his name, okay? Ernie Banks, 400 doubles, 400. I know Roland played third. I know Banks played short, but you get the point. You know, you get the point. I know Roland had 500 doubles, as I alluded to earlier. But again, it's going with the other stuff. The 400 doubles aren't that big of a deal for Ernie Banks because he has, you know, 1,300 plus runs scored. He's a you know, 274 lifetime hitter, three better, three you know points better than Roland. Um, you know, OBP a little low, slugging 500, 830 OPS, right? So why are we making a big deal? Why 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 pull? You know, why pull the 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 numbers this way when? In a lot of cases, you compare them to other Hall of Famers, elite Hall of Famers, again, slam dunk Hall of Famers, and the numbers just aren't close. Like, to me, that should be it right there. Like, the elite guys are in there. Why is this person in there? You know? I think Scott Rowland's a borderline Hall of Famer. I don't think he should be in. Jim Cott is a borderline Hall of Famer. He compiled numbers through the years, and Kitty's one of my favorite people. He comes on with me all the time. He admitted on a show with me, the last one I had him on, that you know, he was okay getting in when he did because, you know, he believes in the ballot thing as well. He, you know, I'm not Tom Seaver. I'm not Christy Mathewson. I'm not. And he's right. He's right. But we can't just go saying, well, this guy got in, so he should be in. We can't go just plucking any random numbers and saying, well, he's the only one of da 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 And the other thing that really, 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 really bothers me with the Hall of Fame stuff is the inconsistency of all of the voting from the steroid guys to, you know, and baseball not, you know, taking it on the chin and, 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 you know, obviously admitting to the wrongs and all the rest, you know, correcting the game, educating people in the hall of fame about the steroid era. You know, baseball has done a terrible job with that. They turn the blind eye. They, they allow the steroids 
But Bonds, Clemens, Maguire, Sosa, well, maybe not Maguire, Sosa in terms of putting up numbers before the roids, but certainly Bonds, Clemens, and, uh, you know, so from that standpoint, I guess you could maybe keep Sosa and Maguire out, although 98 and all the numbers and, you know, the, the home run clubs, and I, I, they probably would be borderline, but I'd, I'd, probably, sh- I'd probably push them in because um, you look at the generation, generational impact and, you know, f- for a good while, people forget that Sammy Sosa was actually a really complete baseball player. Uh, McGuire was more of a one-dimensional, you know, home run double type of guy. Um, but Bonds, Clemens, and Palmero and A-Rod, like, what are we doing? Those guys run circles around guys like Scott Rowland. Maybe not defensively, but offensively and numbers and accolades. I mean, come on, man. I can't stand those guys, by the way. And I think they should be in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose isn't in the Hall of Fame, but you know what? Let's keep betting on baseball right now with DraftKings and FanDuel. I mean, the hypocrisy is amazing. And the other one, and Kevin alluded to this in the article, and I agree with him wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Jeff Kent, Todd Helton, they are Hall of Famers. Kevin says, don't overthink the Todd Helton candidacy. He can't be penalized for playing at Colorado. Absolutely. And to steal some equipment from other sport, another sport, don't move the goalposts on Helton. Yeah, exactly. 17 years, same as Roland, 316 batting average, 417 on base percentage, 539 slugging, and a 953 OPS, and he was a three-time gold glover, which is four less than Roland, and he had six seasons with 30 or more home runs. And on the road, he still, he still hit 287 and blasted 200, uh, 142 home runs on the road. He still put up really, really solid, good, great numbers on the road, you know? He's a Hall of Famer. Jeff Kent should be in the Hall of Fame. Most home runs for a second baseman in history with 354, right? Excuse me, 350. Yeah, he hit 377 in his career, but he had 354 at second base, and he batted 290. And you think about the complete player that he was. So those two guys should be in. Their numbers, their accolades, their overall baseball resume is better than Scott Rowland. So what are we doing here? Like, I hate that. I hate the inconsistency of all of it. I really do. And you know what? I'll add another thing that I can't stand. Because of the steroid era, this, it's created this mediocrity. It's created the watering down of guys getting in. And Kevin brings up a point, you know, in 1936, you know, the, the first Hall of Fame class with just ridiculous names, Ty Cobb, Chrissy Matthewson, Babe Ruth, Walter Johnson, Honus Wagner. And he said that it's been watered down since that class. Not necessarily. Because Hank Aaron and Willie Mays got in after them. You could argue that Hank Aaron and Willie Mays are better ball players than any of the players I just mentioned. You know? King Griffey Jr. got in. I mean, a lot of the elite of the elite of the elite. Ted Williams, Frank Robinson, DiMaggio, Gehrig. I don't know. Jimmy Fox. <laughs> so I don't think it's been watered down just by default after 1936 because all those elite guys in the Hall of Fame, you know, Randy Johnson. Tom Glavin, Greg Maddox. I, I don't I don't see the watering down with those names because they're elite. And some of the names I mentioned, you could argue Mickey Mantle, you could put him ahead of all those guys on the all-time list. You could. I separate pitchers and, and players, though, because it's just such a different deal. But, like, you want to tell me that Sandy Koufax, you know, you can't compare Sandy Koufax and Tom Seaver to Walter Johnson and Kirstie Matthewson? Of course you can. So I don't, I don't really, like, the watering down thing, eh, I don't really... I don't really subscribe to that. You know, I I just don't. 
So we're in a bad spot. And, you know, I don't see it getting better anytime. I think that the entire committee, uh, you know, certain things need to change. I feel like it's been that way for a while. And I'm going to get into more of that coming up next here on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Burn Dairy and Stanley Law Offices. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Go ahead and download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by the Allen Angus Pub. Make sure uh, before and after all the big events in central New York that you stop by the Allen Angus Pub for the best darn Angus burger in town. And a tip of the cap, thank you as well to Jam and Beats, Camilla's Golf Club, Welch and Company Jewelers, and our terrific pals over at the Vince Aguera Consulting Group. Become a better leader both personally and professionally today at vcgtransforms.com. Online classes are certainly available. So what we have is a system that puts people in the Hall of Fame with all these changing committees, right? There's now a couple of different committees, um, you know, that look at uh, certain eras, right? There's like the modern era committee and there's different, you know, there's different, there's different things and they've changed through the years and, you know, all that. Um, you know, for example, Fred McGriff, um, Fred McGriff is in the hall of fame and he was elected in by, um, the 16 member contemporary baseball players committee. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, great. What, is, what does that mean? Contemporary Baseball Players Committee. Can't we just call it like the Modern Era Committee or I Always Like the Veterans Committee? You know? But this Hall of Fame board appointed electorate charge, is charged with a review of the Contemporary Baseball Players Era ballot. And, you know, it's comprised of Hall of Fame members. And that's Okay. I actually like the philosophy. I don't like the I don't like the name of the group and how they do it. I think it should just be a veterans committee with specific people, and then you have your regular overall committee if that's how you want to do it. Or what I would do, and no disrespect to Greg Maddox, Jack Morris, Ryan Sandberg, Lee Smith, Frank Thomas, Alan Trammell, Theo Epstein, they're all on this thing. The Hall of Fame board appointed electorate. They're all on it. But what I would do is I would completely get rid of the BBWA power right? The baseball writer power. I would completely get rid of it. Get rid of a lot of these players, these writers who don't, you know, quite, quite understand the overall 
system, the inconsistencies. You know, they turn away from the steroid guys. You know, they talk about character and all these different things, but yet we'll vote somebody in with bad character because they were nice to him. If you weren't nice to him, they don't vote for you. See Eddie Murray. I mean, there's just so many examples, right? But the BBWAA has too much power. I'm cool with the group staying the way it is. A lot of amazing writers in that group. But they need to revamp that. And I would get rid of all the other bullcrap committees that have replaced the Veterans Committee. I get rid of the other two. I get rid of both of them. The BBWAA not having as much power as they have. And just reset here and have one committee vote on just are you a Hall of Famer or are you not? And that should be made up of select Hall of Famers who understand the game and know what they're talking about, not guys who like barely watch the game anymore. Or, you know, I like Goose Gotchies a lot. Um, and I agree with his, a, lot, a lot of his thoughts, you know, on the game of baseball and burying analytics and all that sort of thing. But Goose Gossage has admitted to me and many others that he just doesn't watch the game much anymore. Can't have somebody like that on the committee. You want to give me somebody who really, really, really is, 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 is in deep with the game and watching every night? That's the Hall of Famer I want. You want to put a couple former players on there who still watch the game a ton or they're, you know, executives, you know, in front offices or whatever, put them on too. But grab 30 people to 40 people who are the best qualified people, maybe even 50. And you take former players, a couple of them being Hall of Famers. You take a couple of different executives. You take big time media people who understand all the eras, generations, you know, they, 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 they understand the sport. You know, they see things through the, a, a very important lens. All those different things should be considered for this committee. And it should just be call, called like the Hall, baseball, the National Baseball Hall of Fame Voting Committee. Just call it that. Make it simple. Can't we get back to simplicity in life? I mean, seriously. You got all these guys you, you can put on there. I put Jim Cott on there. Because he covers, he checks a lot of boxes. You know, Harold Reynolds I'd put on there. I'm fine with Ken Rosenthal. I'm fine with Buster Olney. I'm fine with Kevin Kernan. I'm fine with Mike Vaccaro. I'm fine with, you know, put, what about a John Miller? Play-by-play guy for the San Francisco Giants. Put him on there. Charlie Steiner's been everywhere in the game at this point. He'd be a good one, right? Joe Buck, put him on there, you know? This should not be hard. And then a select number of writers who really get it. I mentioned a few of them. Joel Sherman, Joe Posnanski, those kind of guys. I'm fine with all that. But not these baseball writers, you know, who have been in a market like, I don't know, Washington. And they've covered the Nats, you know, and, and, and guys who maybe are on the West Coast who have East, you know, are against the East Coast or East Coast people who have East Coast bias against the West Coast. Not those kind of people. You know, that clown who didn't vote for Derek Jeter, for example, he shouldn't be on. Those kind of people, right? And I'm not going to go down the boulevard of, well, you didn't play, so some people may have played. Some may have gone and played high school baseball, college baseball. Maybe you got as far as Little League. I don't care. That doesn't matter. I've never laced up skates and played hockey. I know a ton about hockey. I never played. I know a ton about it. You can still learn things, right? My analogy is we go through school. We have to learn American history, right? What happens if you get a 92 on your American history exam at the end of the year? Seems to me like you knew something about American history. 
Have you ever been a president? Have you ever fought in a world war? Have you ever handled international relations? No. You opened up textbooks, studied, killed the exam. Good for you. So that's my analogy with that. I don't care if you played or not. It has to change. Scott Rowland is not a Hall of Famer. He's a borderline almost Hall of Famer. A lot of the Negro League guys who got in are not Hall of Famers. It's not a disrespect to them. It's not a racist comment. They're just not. Their numbers aren't that great. Certain guys with impact and some numbers and you know late bloomers to the big leagues, not all in on it. All in on it. You know, Buck O'Neill, all in on it. Should have been in when he was alive. But like all the other stuff, like the mini Minosos and some of these other... No, you want to give me Josh Gibson, Oscar Charleston, Satchel Pitt? Okay, now we're talking. Those are Hall of Famers. But those are the Babe Ruth, you know, Willie Mays uh, uh, throw in Bob Gibson of the Negro Leagues. <laughs> They're the elite of the elite. Same deal with the Baseball Hall of Fame looking at MLB. Should be the same way. You shouldn't have to think about this. They should be slam dunks in the Hall of Fame. Period. End of discussion. That's all there is to it. So I would remove the committees. I would roll them all into one. I would revamp the entire voting cast of 40 to 50 people. Call it the National Baseball Hall of Fame Voters Committee. And make it up of qualified, real, great candidates who see things from both sides and are very fair. It's that simple. It's that simple. But I don't think Scott Rowland's a Hall of Famer. I think Fred McGriff's a borderline Hall of Famer. I kind of lean at him not being in as well. You know, again, elite of the elite. I walk into the Baseball Hall of Fame. I walk into the plaque, and I know Kevin says it's about the fans, and that's fine. They walk in and see their, you know, they they walk in and see the uh, the plaques, their favorite guys and their favorite team, and da-da-da. That's fine. You know, you're having fun. You like to talk about the game. Generational connection, fine. But just because fan a certain fan in St. Louis is going to be super, super excited to see Scott Rowland's plaque doesn't mean that he's a Hall of Famer. You know, just because a Pittsburgh Pirate fan from the 60s, you know, really loves walking in to see Bill Mazurowski there, <laughs> doesn't mean that he's a Hall of Famer. I don't know what in the world. It, it's just come to, it's just craziness. It's craziness. We live in a world where you walk through the hall, the great hall, and you see Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth, Joe DiMaggio, Lou Gehrig, Ted Williams, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Ty Cobb, Chrissy Matthewson, Sandy Koufax, Ken Griffey Jr., Jeter, Mariano, Chipper Jones, right? Carl Yastrzemski. <laughs> see all these guys, man. You know, Mike Schmidt, George Brett, Ripken, Tony Gwynn, Harold Baines. Come on, man. Bill Mazurowski? Come on. Phil Rizzuto? Dude. It's a joke. ML Sports Platter brought to you by Burn Dairy. Go gas up your vehicle in and around Central New York at participating Burn Dairies and grab that delicious chocolate milk, coffee, and donuts on your way to work as well. And a big time tip of the cap thank you to Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, our good friends at Ken's Auto Detailing, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, and Liverpool Physical Therapy. Post op if you need an old Liverpool road. If you're in and around Central New York, whether it's back, shoulder, knees, whatever the case may be, they've got your post op. Physical therapy and uh, Pete and the gang doing a great job there. And I do want to throw a quick tip of the cap thank you as well out there to Brian Conboy. Go get your 
Mass Mutual New York State financial program together for the future. Mass Mutual New York State's Brian Conboy really, really hits it out of the park. We're thrilled with our future. Log on to advisors.massmutual.com. Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Thanks for listening. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.